everybody, how's it going? My name's Claire Bartlett and you're watching and listening to Me and My Racket. And today on the show we have Adam Dalton. Adam, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks, Adam. And uh, hey, I want to read a quick bio for our listeners and viewers. So everybody, Adam is USTA Southern's JTT and Junior Circuits Manager. Before coming to USTA Southern, he was Managing Director of the Macon, Georgia Area Tennis Association. He has also worked along, um, or he has also worked as a junior team tennis league coordinator and a tournament director at the national, sectional, and local levels. He's a veteran tennis official, and he served as USTA Georgia chair of officials. In addition, he's earned a white badge as a chair official, called the lines of the U.S. Open in the finals, and is PTR certified, and has experience as a head tennis professional as well. So, Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited yeah. to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. So how have you been doing? How has your uh, week been? <laughs> it's been busy. We started off with the WTN uh, webinar this week, um, training everybody on, on how that's going to be used in the tennis space, especially in JTT, which we can talk about a little later. But uh, we definitely, it's been a, been a busy week and then we have our level five closed uh, coming up. So a lot of, a lot of questions from tournament directors, but it's been a good week so far. Yeah, good, good stuff. Well, hey, I want to get into your story and about like how you came to tennis and your journey and career up until this point. So do you mind uh, telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was actually a late starter in tennis. Um, in ninth grade, my high school tennis coach uh, came up and, and she knew that I was pretty athletic and, and uh, had some family members that played tennis and asked me if I would uh, get some practice over the summer and come in and join the team. So started practicing a lot, getting ready. I got the bug over the summer, started uh, playing with some other friends that were on the team in the past. And then in my 10th grade year, I actually started uh, playing on the team and then played uh, three years for my high school team. And it was just a great experience being on that team atmosphere. I got to play at a JTT. Uh, when I was a senior, I got to play on a JTT team that won state. So that was a lot of fun. Cool. Um, and then after that, uh, went to college, um, and then I got a job at Healy Point Country Club, Jamie Kaplan. Um, I had met her a couple times, and she was good friends with one of my family members. And uh, that's pretty much where it really started. She she took me under her wing. She taught me everything I you know how to how to run a country club tennis program, how to be an official, how to uh, run tournaments, leagues, lessons. Uh, team drills and all of that and, and she really she really mentored me um and, until she left the position at uh at healy point um so then i was there for six years and then i started working with the macon tennis association um at the time macon tennis association and i uh, worked with mary hatfield and worked with donna bailey who is just she is my rock uh <laughs> Anything I need, I go straight to Donna for, for any uh, advice, questions, anything like that. And uh, she's the one that got me involved in becoming an official. And she mentored me all the way from the first day I walked out on the court and didn't know anything I was doing all the way until I was calling the lines at the U.S. Open, uh, chairing finals at the NCAAs, um, all those the high-level events that I did. Uh, she was still a mentor all the way through. And um, so she's, she was awesome and helping me out. Um, and then after that, um, I had some kids, which are four and five now. And so it was like, I can't travel anymore as much as I, yeah. as I used to. So, 
So uh, um, Donna was retiring, and so I started doing uh, taking over all of her tournaments, which is a very busy schedule. Yeah. Eventually, I became the executive director for um, it was Macon Tennis Association, but then I was in the process. We uh, changed it over to Macon Area Tennis Association, so okay. that we could become a 401c3 and uh, and do some NJTLs and things, which we started as I was leaving. Yeah. And then I came to USJ Southern, and I'm, you know, I've been here for a year. Yesterday was my year anniversary. And oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yes, I knew it was around this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah um, it's, it's been a great journey. Uh, tennis uh, from, you know, right after high school until now, it's just been anything, everything I know and, and has really uh, been good to me throughout the years. You know, and I feel like I've been in every aspect of it for the most part. Just yeah, a little bit of everything. So I feel like I have a, a wide variety of, of expertise in different areas. So, mm -hmm. yeah, well, awesome, awesome. Well, so tell us what's going on with JTC at the moment. Just give us an update and, you know, any future um, plans or projects coming up. Yeah, so, so within the Southern section, we have three different tracks. Uh, we're trying to make sure we have something for everybody. So, we have our national championship JTT track, and that's for like the kids that want to go to nationals, they're really competitive um and, and you know and they're they're competing at the local sectional and national level and then our other two are more local league based uh we have our southern junior team tennis league and that league um it goes to the southern level but it also does our 10s 12s uh 14 and 18s where the national championship is only 14 and 18s so it really focuses on the lower levels as well but they stop at the section level and it's a little more uh, a little a little more flexible in the leagues and the rules so so we're able to offer that and then there's that local aspect where it could be um you know smaller teams all all boy teams all girl teams and, and those different different things that that the local leagues like to do that aren't considered jtt but they're still in that space um maybe because they don't have enough boys in the league or girls so they're a little bit more flexible and they can do uh they can do those things um, at the local level. Uh, we're very excited about the WTN. We're hoping to be able to use that in Tennis Link because the NJ, the NJ, uh, JNTRP is, um, it, it doesn't work for the juniors. It's, it's very good for the adults, but um, I don't, you know, without the the uh, tournament players being listed in there, the, the levels are not right. So we're excited that the WTN can level that playing field and make sure kids are playing matches that they're supposed to play and not getting beat O and O. So that's very important. Uh, trying to find the level base play at this level because the team tournaments and team play is where we can build our base and, and really make sure kids are having a fun experience. And then whenever they want to move to the tournament side and, and play competitive, that's when they can have those, those more, uh, the harder matches and the matches that they've got to really work hard to, to win and, and to get better. So, yeah. Well, what did you say? That's where we are with JTT. Yeah, yeah. Very, very yeah. Well, and there's lots, as we learned um, Monday, there's going to be a lot more information and education surrounding WTN in the next, in the coming months, right? Like for, yeah, so they, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of webinars that are going out to the parents and, and uh, providers and also for the state staff because it's so new. Um, so definitely be looking for the emails for those jump on it. They try to keep them within around about 30 minutes so that it's not taking too much of your time. It's not overload. 
but it's definitely going to be a, sh a slow transition. Uh, first of all, it'll just show up on your profile, and then some programs like JTT and some of the junior circuits will start using it, and then eventually maybe they'll use it for rankings if if it if it turns out to be something that could help a TD make the best selection for seedings. So, uh, but definitely it's a slow rollout. Want to make sure that they get it right and make sure that it works for what uh, programs need it. So we're yeah. excited about it. Yeah. 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 Good deal. Well, I want to um, backtrack a little bit and talk about like you getting your white badge as a chair official and like kind of the road to that. And then what your experience was like at the open, like, and, you know, being a final and everything. Can you walk us through that a bit? Yeah. So, um, so I started off officiating and uh, it's kind of like anything else. You have to start at the, the little 10Ks, 15Ks where you're just, you know, doing a, you know, a chair and you're running all over the place uh, as a line umpire. And so I started doing that, started, uh, started really uh, getting a lot of assignments, getting a lot of work, went to the open um, and as a, as a line umpire, did some really good matches the first couple of years. And then that's whenever they transitioned me to try to do some chairs. Okay. And so then I went to a couple of USTA workshops uh, tried to make sure that that I had the the skills and knowledge that I needed to go through the white badge program because it's a very intense program that the ITF offers. And uh, whenever they felt that I was ready, went through a lot of trainings with them. Then they sent me to Ecuador to get my white badge. And so that oh was. Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, had you yeah, been there? Yeah, they have classes all over the country, and so. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And, and they don't always have it, it's it's very it's not very frequent that they have them in the u.s so you sometimes you have to travel to go get those yeah. and so so i went over to ecuador got my white badge and then just started doing a lot of chairs like the 10s 15s 25ks uh just you know starting back over again with that part of it and just getting used to calling calling lines getting used to the players right. um a lot of the players that are top now at then when i was doing that or we're you know playing at that level so yeah you know, it's, a, it's a lot of fun enjoyed it got to chair um they had like an a collegiate event at the u.s open uh for a couple of years the last couple of years that i was there and i got to chair a finals of of one of the collegiate event matches so that was a lot of fun as well yeah. but um just being at the open it's just a different atmosphere um mm -hmm. it's it kind of makes me sad that they got rid of the line empires because that was to me, that was a big selling point of becoming an official was, yeah. hey, you know, if, if you're a good official, you start working, you start working your way up, and maybe one day you'll be able to work at the U.S. Open. So as yeah. the chair of officials, we've been trying to figure out what is the new carrot to getting official, yeah. and, and what can we offer them like the U.S. Open that they can do and, yeah. and work to strive for. Um, so that's yeah. something that we've really been looking at on the official side is okay. trying to create that carrot for, for new officials. So. Yeah, Indian yeah. Wells is always nice. I don't know if people, love, you know, Palm Springs and, yeah, <laughs> and all that area. Tournaments are going to the Hawkeyes, so they're not, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, it's tough. It seems like you kind of have to do a clay court event now. To, yeah. Yeah. Good line work. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned um, to you know in your bio you worked at a country club and, and that Jamie had like taught you everything and, and she was a big mentor for you. So, um, like. If you could tell any of the pros out there that are working at a country club or like, um, you know, pros that are, are at a club and want to manage that club, like what's what's some good advice for them? 
So, so one thing that I learned quickly about the country club is, is trying to make the, the customers, I mean, these customers are investing in that, in the, in the country club. They're really, um, they really take it as if it's their own because they bought a piece of it. They bought stock in that. So it's really important to make sure that every time they walk out there, no matter if I have a headache, if I'm sick, whatever is going on, the main thing is to make sure that they are my first priority, that I'm taking care of that person. And if you do that, then then your people start uh, recognizing that and they really show an interest. In, and that's kind of how I moved up in the in the country club business was that I just felt like, you know, I took care of the customers. I made them all feel like they they belong there. They they were worth something, and, um, and just making sure that we tendered to their needs in, in every way that we could. And, um, yeah. and if they get, if if you have a country club pro or somebody that wants to move up in that, understanding that uh, that piece of it is very important and getting respect from the customers and, and really, yeah. Moving yeah. Up, really, really moving up in that atmosphere. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, and you've mentioned Jamie and Donna too, being so like influential in your, your career and everything. Do you have any other mentors or anything else you wanted to say about them? Like any good moments or memories? I'm sure there's countless. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it first starts off with my high school coach, Brenda Arnett. She, she's the first person that got me going. I don't, I, I sit back and I think all the time, what would happen, what would happen and where would I be right now if it weren't yeah. for her getting me involved and, and, and making me go out and practice and, and get the bug. Where would I be? What kind of career would I be doing um, yeah. if I didn't have that? So, she, you know, she's definitely the first person that, that put an impact on tennis for me. But it was more on the getting me involved, not really training. Because, you know, at the, at, at, at the high school I went to, she wasn't really a, a tennis coach, but she was a kind of a um, – like a chaperone for the program, you know, we okay. had players yeah. that were really good uh, that yeah. could help teach the younger players. But um, so not as far as like, like learning the game, but definitely getting me involved in the game. And then Jamie, like I said, she, she really took me under her wing, uh, you know, worked with me on everything. And then Mary Hatfield, she taught me how to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> And, and firm, yes, yeah, she's very firm. Very, yeah. very good with the rules, and uh -huh. you could not get anything by Mary Hatfield. <laughs> <laughs> and then Donna Bailey, who's just, you know, a rock and and always there for advice. I called her yesterday, asked her a question. She's always there to help me and uh, make sure that I, you know, that I have the best um, information and and the you know everything that I need to move forward. In my career so yeah great. those four people are just just rocks for me so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well um taking a little different direction when you're not on court or around tennis what do you like to do what are your hobbies or things you're interested well, in well yeah in the last couple of years having kids has changed everything um yeah I'd say so. from, you know, traveling everywhere now i'm going to softball games oh, soccer yeah. games um just doing everything I can with the kids, going to the pool, you know, taking vacations with them because yeah. with with the traveling stuff, I kind of put everything on myself and, and really didn't have time to slow down. So yeah. that's really my focus right now. And, and what I love doing is just, just being with my family and uh, enjoying their time because they're growing up fast. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, so we're going to move into rapid fire questions. So if you could have dinner with one to three people dead or alive, who would it be? So the, the, the most important person would be my grandmother. So she passed away when I was in high school and, um, she, she was supportive of everything I did, anything I did, everybody that I dated, even when everybody else didn't like them. She was that one person that, 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 you know, would always be there for me and always, uh, take care of me. And, and I could, I don't know what I would do without her. And I really miss her. I would have so many questions that I could talk to her about now and we'd probably be there for days, but, um, but definitely she is somebody that, that I miss and would love to have dinner with one more time. So, yeah. All right. And what's some of the best advice you've ever been given? Um, so, you know, just some of the best advice is just be kind to everybody because you never know when that person, you're going to need that person one day. So, you know, you may not know them now, but one day they may, may be very important in a decision that needs to be made or, or in a hiring decision. So just trying to be nice to everybody and uh, treat everybody as if, you know, as if they're, they're really important and, and, um, you know, cause you never know what's gonna, what, what's gonna happen with that. So, yeah. Um, what's the surprising fact about yourself? So I had to talk to a couple of people and say, you know, what, what would you say would be the most surprising thing? Because I was on, to, I was on court the first time that the roof was closed at Arthur Ashe and, and everybody was like, yeah, that's important. But, but, um, <laughs> But, you know, everybody, that's all about tennis. So one yeah. thing that a lot of people don't know about me that's surprising is that I managed at McDonald's in all of my time. So oh, wow. I know most of this was about my tennis career, but I did take a little bit of time. Um, yeah. And I, started, I managed at McDonald's for a year and a half. So All right. Okay, cool. People don't know about but It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. That I had time to do that with all the tennis stuff. Yeah, with everything else going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. What are your um do you have a favorite quote or affirmation? Yeah, um so it one of the, the biggest quote is and that I've always used in everything is that if you do not succeed, try, try and try again. And that's just that that quote it, it comes in my head every day if if something's not going the way that I want it to, or it's, not, it's just not working, I'm going to regroup, do it again, keep going until, until it's, you know, I've exhausted it the most I can, but I, you know, you try something, keep trying, keep trying until you get it right. So that's, that's yeah. always, always been a important quote in my life. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are you reading, watching, or listening to at the moment? Well, um, so I have two things. I'm I'm finishing up the Ozarks. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's different. It's not for everybody, but um, yeah, it's great. But yeah. And then I just finished up. I love watching American Idol. So okay. and so that just finished a couple last. I think last week. So so yeah. those two shows I've been really. I really enjoy watching those. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> Well, is there anything we didn't talk about or anything you want to promote or, you know, this is your time for shout outs or anything like that. So, <laughs> yeah. So as far as JTD goes, we, um, we do have our grant process going on. Uh, Southern's giving away $50,000. We have four grant cycles. So uh, if you have a program that that's really successful or you want to get started, um, we'd love for you to fill out an application. You can email me um for that and, uh, and the information is also on our website 
We're also doing a community service initiative this year for JTT. So um, we have a, on any social media, if you do hashtag serve big, um, you can post like community service things on there. And uh, we are also sending people gift cards who, uh, who do that. So we're looking to see what our kids are doing in the community, um, not just on the tennis court. So it's very important to have both aspects and uh, make sure we're giving back to our communities. Yeah, so. well, great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Adam. It was great talking with you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And good luck with uh, the end of Ozark. So hoping, hope you're watching that, like, not alone <laughs> with, <laughs> with other people. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, well, thanks again. And thanks to all of our viewers and listeners. Um, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe down below. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, and anywhere you find your podcast. So we will talk to you later and have a great day. Bye.